Hello and welcome back to Chloe Davis Stories. I'm your, I'm one of your hosts anyway, Chloe Lockwood. And we're about to finish. There's a boy in the girls' bathroom. Yay! If you're keeping up with the days I post and stuff, I am a terrible poster. Like, terrible poster. Like, completely terrible poster. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm going to get right to this episode. Um, let's get to it. Um, our book is, like I just said, there's a boy in the girls' bathroom. It's written by Louisa Carr. Uh, the dude who made the, uh, Wayside Middle School series and the award-winning book Holes. It was printed by Nope Paperback, and it's got some few awards. Winner of 19 Children's Choice Awards, including IRACBC Children's Choice, Texas Blue Bonnet Award, and Pacific Northwest Young Readers Choice Award. Okay, let's get to it. Chapter 45. Bradley watched Jeff poke his finger into the doorbell and heard it ring inside. Then there was a loud scream. A moment later, Colleen opened the door. Happy birthday, he sang, but stopped when Jeff elbowed him in the side. This is for you, Jeff said, handing Colleen his present. This is for you, said Bradley as he did the same. Hey, what is it? she asked. It's a... Bradley started, but Jeff elbowed him again, so he shut his mouth. They followed Colleen into the house. You're not supposed to tell her what you got her, Jeff whispered. But she asked. She's supposed to ask, but you're not supposed to tell her. Don't tell anyone. Bradley nodded like he understood, but of course he didn't. Hello, Bradley, said Melinda. He looked to Jeff for help. Hello, Melinda. Hello, Melinda, said Bradley. Colleen's mother came in and led everyone out to the backyard. A picnic table had been set up on the patio with paper plates and cups. Bradley chose a seat and sat down. My, this boy must be hungry, said Colleen's mother. The girls laughed. Bradley looked around, puzzled. He was the only one sitting down. He quickly rose, bumping against the table. Paper cup fell on the ground. As he bent down to pick it up, he knocked over his chair. The girls were hysterical. Bradley looked around helplessly. Amy picked up the cup and Dana sat the chair right. You don't eat yet, Jeff explained as Bradley made it safely away from the table. First, you have to play games. Bradley turned pale. Just do whatever I do, said Jeff. A large dog dashed out through the back door and jumped on up on Bradley, putting his muddy paws on his clean shirt. Bradley nearly fell over. Chicken, get down, scolded Colleen's mother. Chicken had wiry red hair and a square face. He got down, but stayed by Bradley's size. Chicken is usually afraid of everybody, said Colleen. Bradley patted his head, glad Chicken liked it. Mrs. Very Gold split the troop into two teams for a rally week. Relay race. She put Jeff and Bradley on separate teams because she said it wouldn't be fair two boys together. Bradley lined up with the other members of his team. He was in the middle. Amy and Betty were in front of him. Judy and Dama were behind him. On the other team, Jeff was talking to Colleen. Bradley wondered if he should talk to one of the girls on his team, but he didn't know what to say. Besides, they were all talking to each other. He petted Chicken. On your mark, said Mrs. Very Gold. Get set, go! 
Suddenly, the race started. Everyone on the team was screaming, Come on, Amy, go! Run, Amy, faster! They watched Amy run and touch the tree at the end of the yard. Then they turned around and came back. She slapped Betty's hand, then Betty ran towards the tree. Run, Betty! Everyone except Bradley shouted. Slow down, Betty, he listened to himself, hoping his turn would never come. He turned around. Judy was behind him, yelling to Betty. Do you want to go next? Next, he asked her. Stick your hand out, she yelled back. He spun around and stuck his hand out just in time. Betty slapped it and he took off. He ran as hard as he could to the tree. Go, Bradley, he heard someone yell. Come on, Bradley. It made him want to run even faster than he'd ever run before. Chicken barked at his side. Melinda was running for the other team. He had started before him, but he beat her to the tree. Almost slipped and fell, he caught his balance and charged back towards his cheering teammates. Come on, Bradley, they all yelled. He slapped Judy's hand and they bent over and then bent over to catch his breath. He turned and shouted louder than anyone, Go, Judy, run! Then, Come on, Dana! Dana crossed the finish line, and everyone on his team jumped up and down. What happened? He asked. We won, said Betty. He jumped up and down, too. That means we each get two points, said Judy. And that was something new Jeff hadn't told him about. How? Anything about points. Judy explained it to him. Everyone on the winning team gets two points. Everyone on the losing team gets one point. Betty interrupted. It would come out the same if if they just gave one point to the winners and nothing to the losers, she said. But this way, the losers don't feel as bad. I'm telling him, said Judy. After each race, we trade teams. And then at the end of all the races, Colleen's mother counts up the points and the girl... With the most prizes, points gets to pick from the basket of prizes. Then the girl with the second most gets the second pick, and so on. Colleen's mother has a chart with everyone's name on it to keep track of their points, explained Betty. I'm telling him, said Judy. Colleen's mother has a chart. Bradley laughed in delight. Are all birthday parties this one? Yes. Judy and Betty looked at each other. The only thing that made this party special was the boys, but they couldn't tell that to Bradley. Have you ever been to a birthday party before? He asked Betty. Not for a long time. I got kicked out of the last one I went to. Well, if you have any questions, just ask me, said Betty. Or me, said Judy. I've been to more birthday parties than you, said Betty. You have not, she said. She hasn't. What about Holly's birthday party? Asked Betty. Did you go to that one? That's because we were on vacation, said Judy. So you still didn't go. They had to switch teams for the next race. This time, Bradley was with Betty, Amy, Karen, and Melinda. For this race, everyone had to hop on one foot. On one foot, Bradley exclaimed. He booed loudly for everyone on his team. And when it was his turn, he heard them all cheer for him. His team won again. You're an excellent hopper, Melinda. He said after the race, you hopped twice as far as Colleen on each hop. Melinda beamed. You're a good hopper, too, she said. Colleen's mother marked the points on the chart and they switched teams for the next race. This time they had to hop on both feet. On both feet, Riley exclaimed. They continued char- changing teams for each new race. He and Jeff were now never allowed on the same team. And since Colleen always made sure that she was on Jeff's team, Bradley never was with her either. He was glad about that. He felt comfortable with everybody else, but he was still a little scared of Colleen. He was afraid she might ask him another question he wasn't supposed to answer. Lori was on his team for the backward race. She stood behind him in line and screamed in his ear the whole time. 
He loved it. He had to shout twice as loud just to hear himself. His ear was ringing when Mrs. Verygold announced the next race would be a somersault race. The smile left his face. He didn't know any how to somersault. He looked anxiously at Chicken. But as it turned out, nobody on his team knew how to somersault. It was hilarious. Everyone was laughing. So when he hit his turn, he rolled and flopped in every direction except the way he was supposed to go. And every time he hit the ground, Chicken tried to lick his face. Perhaps if he would, he would have done better if he could stop laughing. Everyone on the other team was good at somersaults. Well, the team just worked out that way. Ken was the best. You should be in the Olympics, he told her after the race. She smiled and blushed. Bradley smiled too. Even though his team lost, he thought he had the most. Thought he thought it would had been the most fun race of the day. Plus, when the girls somersaulted in their party dresses, he could see their underwear. Chapter 49. Chapter 46. Sorry, I'm stuttering a lot today. Colleen's mother told everyone to find a partner for the three-legged race. Jeff and Colleen looked nervously at each other. Judy and Betty paired up. They stood side by side with their arms around each other's shoulders. As Mrs. Miss, Mrs. Verigold tied their legs together, Lori and Melinda became an, another team. Riley thought it looked funny since Melinda was almost twice Lori's size. Amy and Dana looked even funnier. Since they were both dressed the same, they looked like a two-headed monster. Except, of course, he didn't believe in monsters. Karen suddenly realized what was happening. If Jeff and Colleen became partners, it meant she had to be partners with Bradley. So, uh, Jeff said to Colleen, who's your partner? No one yet, said Colleen. He's yours. No one yet. Colleen's mother stepped in and paired the two teams. She didn't think it would be proper for a boy and girls to have a, their legs tied together, so she made Jeff and Bradley on one team, and Colleen and Karen on the other. Bradley was glad that he and Jeff were finally on the same team. Colleen and Jeff were happy with their teams, too. As much as they liked each other, they weren't quite ready to put their arms around each other and tie their legs together. Karen was the only one who was disappointed. She thought it would be kind, been exciting to have been partners with Bradley. The five teams lined up. It wasn't a real race. Each team would go at the same time. They had to run past the tree to the fence, then back. Don't try to run too fast, Jeff cautioned. The most important thing is that we keep together so we don't fall down. Bradley nodded. On your mark, said Mrs. Verigold. Get set, go. They took two steps, then tumbled to the ground as they tried to get up. They kept pulling each other back down. At least they, at last they stood up and started after the others. Inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside. Jeff directed as they moved their legs in Ujin. The other team took a long time turning around at the fence. When Jeff and Bradley reached the fence, they simply fell down and stood up facing the other direction. It was quicker that way. Amy and Dana were just ahead of them. Amy tried to go to the left at the trees, Dana tried to go to the right of it. They smashed into it. Inside, outside, inside, outside, said Jeff as he and Bradley charged around them. Karen and Colleen were in the lead when they suddenly tumbled and fell on their faces. Judy and Betty tumbled over them. Lori and Melinda had to stop and turn to avoid the pile. Jeff and Bradley charged past, now in first place. Inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside called Jeff, but they must have missed a beat somewhere because when he said inside, they moved their outside feet 
When he stood outside, they moved their inside feet. Hey, Bradley, you're going the wrong way, yelled Lori. Well, that... <laughs> Amy and Dana divided across the finish line in first place, just ahead of Lori and Melinda. Jeff and Bradley crawled across in third. Judy, Betty, Karen, and Colleen remained tangled together on the grass. After everyone got untied, they gathered on the grass to the next patio. Now what? Bradley asked. Nobody in particular. Colleen's mother is adding up the points, said Judy. Then we get to pick our prizes, said Betty. He asked me, said Judy. Everyone hushed as Mrs. Very Gold prepared to announce the winner. And the winner is, she paused suspensefully, Bradley. He was shocked. He had been the winning team every time except for the three-legged race and the somersault race. But he had been having too much fun to notice. Everyone clapped their hands and walked to the front. Mrs. Verigold gave him a blue ribbon that said first place on it. No one had told him that there was a ribbon. And then he got to pick a prize. He looked through the basket. There were a lot of good things for on which to choose. Dolls, makeup, perfume, earrings, and hair ornaments. He chose a hair harmonica. Okay. Melinda came in second, then Amy, Judy, Dana, Lori, and Betty, and Jeff was last. Jeff knew he'd be last since he was never on Bradley's team. The only race he won was the somersault race. Actually, he had tied for last with Colleen, but Colleen didn't get a prize because she'd be getting her presents later. Jeff took the only prize left in the basket, a doll dress. Thank you, he said politely. Now what? We have ice cream and cake, said Melinda. Oh boy, said Bradley. Melinda laughed. They sat at the picnic table. Colleen sat at the head of the table. Bradley sat between Jeff and Melinda. Judy and Betty sat across from him. Mrs. Varigal is going to bring the cake now, said Judy. With candles, said Betty. I'm telling him, said Judy. With candles. Mrs. Varigold brought in the cake, and suddenly everyone started singing. Bradley was caught by sure surprise. He didn't have time to remember the words, though. He sang, Happy birthday, dear cop, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to dear Colleen. Happy birthday, dear, to you. Happy birthday to... Suddenly he realized he was the only one still singing. Everyone laughed. It's not his fault, said Judy. This is the first birthday party he's been to in a long time. There are ten candles because he, she's ten years old. Oh, I get it, said Bradley. Lori laughed. Colleen blew them all out. That means her wish will come true, explained Melinda. But she can't tell you what she wishes for. Otherwise, it won't come true, Lori explained. Bradley carefully ate his cake and ice cream without making a mess. Then everyone went into the living room where Colleen opened her presents. Open mine, mine first, they urged. That one's mine. Open mine, Colleen, said Bradley. After each present was opened, everyone said, How neat and ooh, and I wish I had one of those. Bradley said those things too, and he meant what he said. Although most of the gifts were things he never wanted would have wanted. Colleen picked up the next present. That's mine, he shouted. 
Colleen read the card. On the front card, there was a picture of a baseball player swinging a baseball bat. It says, hoping you, you're helping your birthday is on the inside of the card. It showed the bat smacking a ball, and it said, a big hit. Under that, it said, happy birthday, and it was signed, love, Bradley. Everyone went crazy. Love, exclaimed Amy, love. Bradley's heart sank as he realized he had made a terrible mistake. Bradley's in love with Colleen, said Dana. Eh, Bradley. When are you getting married, teased Lori. Shut up, Karen shouted. Everyone stopped talking and looked at her at her very surprised. Big deal, said Karen. You're also immature. Colleen tore off the wrapping paper and looked at Bradley's gift. Her mouth dropped open. She showed it to everyone. Wow, said Lori. Let me see, said Amy. It was a replica of the human heart. They could see all the blood vessels and the Torah and all the capillaries and the heart valves opened and shut. Could be taken apart and put back together again. How neat, said Melinda. I wish I had one of those. Bradley smiled proudly. He felt happier about the fact that Colleen liked his present than about coming in the first place. But of course, he knew all along she'd like it. Carla had told him to give her a present from the heart. Colleen opened the rest of the presents, then everyone went home. But Jeff and Bradley left together. It was still light outside, though the, although the streetlights had turned on. So, asked Jeff, wasn't that fun? Bradley exclaimed. It was the most. At first, when I gave Colleen a present and she asked me what it is, I almost told her. And then, I was the, when I was the only one sitting at the table, my, my display must be happy. But then the races started and everyone got points, even the losers. Only the next time, I won't sign it, love. Karen's a good summer salter. Chicken's a funny name for a dog. Maybe if they get a chicken, they'll name a dog. He blew on his harmonica. The doll dress dangled from Jeff's hand. Chapter 47 Dear Carla, what color shirt are you wearing today? I'm sorry I yelled at you. Guess what? I got 100% on my arithmetic test. Can you believe it? And I didn't rip it up. I would have sent it to you, but I can't because it's hanging on the wall in Mrs. Evel's class. Do you like teaching kindergarten? I bet you're a good teacher. Ask them how to ask them to draw pictures for you. You should teach them how to do somersaults too. Thanks for giving me that book which you already gave me. I'm sending you a present too. It's a gift from the heart so you can you can't return it. Love yours truly Love crossed out. Yours truly crossed out. Love Bradley. P.S. Her name is Ronnie. Bradley folded the letter and put it inside the envelope. He wrote Carla's name on the outside and addressed it to Will Ben's school. Ronnie gave Bartholomew a big hug and a kiss. Well, goodbye, everybody, she said. Goodbye, Ronnie, said everyone. I'll miss you, said Bartholomew. Bradley placed the little red rabbit with the broken ear inside the envelope. He started out the window for a moment, and then he looked back at the bulge of the envelope. He frowned, but it was an unusual frown. In fact, it might have been a smile. Okay, that is the end of the book. Goodbye, everyone. I gotta go. I will see you in my next episode.